0: Hey guys, welcome to Real Life Today. So excited you joined with us. Man, if you're part of the Real Life family, thank you for being here today. Hey, a special shout out to everybody that's new. Man, so excited that you joined with us. We have a special day planned for you. Man, maybe in this season you feel a little discouraged. Maybe you feel like, what is God doing in this season? Man, you don't know what's happening next. You're just a little full of anxiety. Maybe you don't know what the season has entailed. Well, today we have a special interview with you. We're bringing on one of our dream team leaders, a good friend of mine named Barry Hardy. A very special interview. You're gonna love it. Uh, He's going to crack some jokes, but it's going to be awesome. And so i encourage you to hang in there. God has a purpose for this season. God's placed you here for a reason. And today is going to be a special encouragement for you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a few songs. We're going to have ways to connect. And then we're going to have a message today with Barry Hardy. Come on, let's give up for Jesus in this moment. Let's sing to him.
1: He brought me all His love for me All His love
2: amazing truth this morning. We are going to continue in worshiping our great God. We are who he says he is, and it's because of who he is that we can do and be all that he has called us to be. So continue in worship. Lift up your hands. Sing to him today.
1: Peace,
3: bringing
4: real life. Let's lift it up to God this morning. Let's worship him big. He's the only one that is worthy of our honor and glory. He's the one that we are to be passionate about. He is the good God. He's a great God. So let's lift up one more huge shout of praise wherever you're at, whether you're online, whether you're at a watch party. Let's give it up to God this morning. Man, we are so excited for you guys to be joining with us online. If you're a watch party, we're excited to see you too. You can take this opportunity to go ahead and be seated. If you're new with us this morning, I want you to know that we're super, super, super excited to see you guys here with us and joining with us online today. And I just want you guys to know that we believe that you belong here. I want to welcome you home today. Real life, wherever you're at, whether you're online, if you're online, let's throw some hearts and likes to everybody that's new today. If you're at a watch party, wave at them, throw them some uh, air high. Fives, let them know that they're cared about and that we love them. If you're new, I want to invite you to fill out something called a digital communication card. And you can do that in two different ways. And the first one is this: by texting RL new to 97000. Or if you're online, there's going to be a link that pops up in the comment section. Once you fill this card out, one of our connection team members will reach out to you over the phone, and they're just going to help you and resource you in any way that we can. We, again, their whole job is just to make you feel home here at Real Life, and it all flows up who we are, it's our mission. Our mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And so that means we're we're, we're a home for those that don't have a home. We're a community for those that don't belong anywhere. We're just a group of broken people that have found some hope and we wanna give hope to other people that might be broken around us. And so we hope that you are encouraged and excited by what you hear today. And again, thank you so much for following along. So we're getting close guys to in-person gatherings on August the 2nd. We're gonna have a soft opening for the Dream Team guys. We're gonna get our systems going again, make sure we can do everything well that we did before. Got a couple new systems. So we'll do that on August the 2nd. So this relaunch at KT is gonna be open for everybody on August the 9th. So start inviting your friends and family. Start making plans to be there. We can't wait just to hang out with you and have a time of celebration and just get some live worship and connection with you guys there. So tonight we're taking take two of heart and soul. This is just a great time we get to hang together in Raymore at the Hawk Ridge uh, Park. It's an outdoor amphitheater from six thirty to eight thirty. We're gonna have a live music. We're gonna get to hang out together. Uh, I think there's a few other things going on. We can't wait to see you guys there. It's gonna be a party. We're gonna have a great time. Don't forget to RSVP, it's reallifechurchkc.com, and we will see you there tonight at 6 30. So before we get into our message, I want to just take time to pray for pray for uh, pray for you guys this morning. So if you guys would, let's go before God. Father, we just come before you and we just lift you up. And God, I just want to lift up everybody that is in, in on, on this gathering today. God, I just pray that you calm their hearts that they have an open reception to what you have for them today. God, I pray that they're challenged and that they just find something that's beyond themselves and they find a purpose that you've called them to today. And God, we just thank you and we give you the honor and praise this morning. And again, we lift up all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so before we get started, take this time real quick for online, find somebody you know, find somebody you don't know, say hi, tell them that you care about them, tell them that you're glad to see them there. If you're at a watch party, again, throw out those air high fives, tell them that you're glad to see them there. Thanks so much for being with us today.
0: Man, so grateful you guys are here today. Uh, man, if you're new with us, man, big shout out one more time. Hey, uh, I've got uh, Barry here. Uh, you guys might know Barry a little bit. Um, serves on our dream team, when a really good friend of mine. And so Barry's gonna say what's up. What's up everybody, how you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm thinking we can to be careful about this. <laughs> uh, but uh, So I have a little interview with Barry. We have an awesome conversation. But real quick, I want to invite you guys out one last time uh, to heart and soul. It is tonight at Hawk Ridge Park. We canceled last week and shifted it to this week. And so uh, we're excited. 6.30. Man, be there. It's for everybody, not just uh, people on the Dream Team, but for everybody. And we're casting a huge vision. Uh, just a special night where God's gonna just work in your heart. Uh, special night of prayer, uh, and we got one more scoop coming out. Come on, so you got to be there. Get some ice cream. Uh, we also have a very special announcement for you guys. Uh, something you guys are really gonna enjoy. Uh, what God's doing in this season. Well, today we are in a third part of the series, underrated, and uh, today we're talking about one of the most underrated things. Uh, in our world today. And it is a servant's heart. And so it's why I invited Barry out to interview him. He's shaking his head. You'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry does have a reputation and depending on who you talk to, it could be good or bad, but no, he has a reputation across our city. Uh, he, he does flat word concrete. And uh, I'm telling you, you run to so many people. It's like, oh man, Barry, that's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, and just the things he does, he's just super generous. Uh, he, he doesn't show this off, but uh, I'm going to brag on him a little bit. Uh, He'd give the shirt off his back uh, for some for people, and, and not just at church, but he does a lot at our church. Uh, he helps set up, tear down, he runs our care team, um, just taking care of benevolence. Uh, he's kind of like the maintenance guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he does everything, and he does it. It's, it's a thankless job. He does all the stuff behind the scenes. Anything we do in the city. He serves where it's the Belton Pantry, uh, set up, turned down, dragging trailers across our city. Uh, there's a lot that happens that you just never see, and he's a part of this. He sits on our board, um, does a lot of great stuff. And so, uh, come on, just give it up for Barry. Give some honor to Barry. Let them know you love him. He's, he's, he's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't but, do it. Don't but do it. All right. So I'm going to interview him, just have some questions, and we're just going to have a conversation about a servant's heart. So first question for you is, uh, why do you think it's so underrated to have a servant heart in our culture today? Can I, can I use a shaunism I don't know. Do I have any? <laughs> you know, come on, somebody! You come on, somebody! You've got a lot of them.
4: <laughs> I think. I think. The first thing that I think of why you know having a server's heart underrated is underrated. It's not very sexy, is it? Is that my? Is that's what you're saying. saying you say it all the time. It's not sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy. serving. Isn't sexy? Like I think of you know like whenever I was in high school and I was sitting in the counselor's office or we got us together. They're like, "All right, we need a one-year plan for you, a five-year plan, and your lifetime plan." I didn't ever see anybody on my paper or anybody else's Right, all right, I want to be a servant. You know, that wasn't on anybody's list in their Yeah, all. I'm pretty sure that did not make the list. <laughs> so you know, you know, you think, you know, when, when people think of, you know, what they want in life, that doesn't come to the top. So I think that's that's the first one is it, it's off people's radar so they don't think about it. You know, because they've got so many other things going. They're really busy. You know, they've got their career. They've got their family. They've got their friends. They've got their activities, hobbies, whatever. And if they can fit in something,
0: you know, sometimes that's what happens. Yeah, if i got time to serve. If i got time it's to so, serve. Yeah, you know? choose the first thing to get
4: cut. Yeah. So I think that's the first reason it's underrated. Uh, I think the other reason that people just have an underrated idea of what uh, a servant's heart is, is been, they've been through something bad in their life. You know, they've been burned. They've been abused. They've gone yeah. through a divorce. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pass Sean up. They're like, hey, man, we would love to have you come on to the Dream Team. And they're like, you know. I don't have anything to offer. And I think that's what's in their, in their, in their minds. It's what's in their heart and they just don't feel qualified and they want to be a servant. They just don't think they have anything to serve or they don't have anything they can give. Yeah. If they're gifted or called. Yeah. I just don't think they, I think
0: they, they don't think they're usable. They think they're beneath God's, you know, calling in their life. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause you talk about like, uh, just the willingness to serve and how it's so just almost like, Oh, I never think about it. I don't feel like I'm qualified. And, you know, typically I look at serving. It's like, well, I got to rise in the org chart. I've got to be number one in society. Like, like who has the most followers, who's the most popular, mm-hmm. who, who's known by everybody. And, and you think serving you're like, that doesn't fit into my, um, my American dream, you know? And so I think of service when I was, uh, in high school, I went down to Mexico for a mission trip, mm-hmm. And, uh, you talk about like, a behind-the-scenes, <laughs> thankless job serving. I mean, a little I was, different? A little different, yeah. Yeah, I, I was kind of on the way here, and I've been on 10 mission trips. And every time I would go on a mission trip, I'm always reminded of how important it is to serve people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we need to take an inventory of what we have in life. Um, because it's so easy to always try to push the next thing, and the next thing, and the next season, all this stuff. And it's just never enough in our culture. And so I'd like to sit down and say, what do you have right now? Mm-hmm. And are you thankful for it? And if you can't be thankful for it, pretend it disappeared and you got it back, you know? Absolutely. So be excited about it. Well, I think being a servant, a lot of it is perspective
4: because yeah. so many of us, I, I I played this, you know, well, what was me? I'm the victim. I could have, you know, been treated better. And then I start looking at other people around me or especially start looking around the world like Mexico or, or when you went to Togo yeah. and you start seeing where those people live and what
0: they have... Put you in check real quick. Yeah, you do have. We have gifting. We have resource. We have time. Yeah, opportunity. Um, oh, money. If if you have more than three dollars in your pocket, oh, yeah. you're all through two thirds of the world right now. And so, you know, in Mexico, I was sweeping sand off this piece of concrete to play to play a video mm-hmm. to show the people about Jesus. And uh, I just remember sitting there going, like, if I could just sweep this, man, we can tell people about Jesus." Be so excited. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't with brooms. Okay, <laughs> <It's Mexico. laughs> in your hands. I mean, we're talking just like <laughs> sweeping it off. You know, and this is what we did. And so. I think there's this passion to serve God and it's just underrated. We oftentimes forget about it. And um, well, I think, I think that passion comes into why do we do what we do? Yeah. So
4: it's becoming, you know, what's the calling of my life? What's the purpose of my life? Am I here for, for myself or am I here for God?
0: Yeah, and that, that's definitely true because that's what the missionary even said. He said, he must become greater and we must become less. I mean, obviously quoting John 3.30. Mm-hmm. And so he, he's challenging us like, man, this is all about Jesus and what are you going to do with your life? Is it your name or is it Jesus' name that you're going to make famous? Yeah, and I think that's absolutely. what it comes down to about when we look at our future, we think, well, what, what's in it for me? How can I be successful? Mm-hmm. And I think the question has to be switched Uh, How can we help other people know God? Mm -hmm. Let's fame his name. Let's make his renown across the world. And so uh, that's the direction um, that we're called to as Christians. And so for you, I'll ask you another question. Um, Man, you can talk about why have a servant's heart. Like, what's the benefit? Like, what do you get out of this? I mean, it's underrated, but like, what what happens inside of you and other people when you serve? Uh, I I think
4: it's different for everybody at a certain level. And I, sometimes I think of it like, you know, the reasons why I want to serve, is it selfish? Is it because, you know, it makes me feel good? And, and there is a component to that. It, it, makes, you, it makes you appreciative and it makes you, it makes you feel good whenever you can step into somebody's life and say that I've made a difference. But here's the reality. You know, whenever, whenever I'm around people and I think of people that, that either I respect or people that I don't, and it always comes back to this. Which one am I on? <laughs> Cut. No. No. But, you know, when you think you think of people that have been leaders in your life, spiritual yeah. fathers, what do they have in common? They're always there for you, right? Yeah. They're willing to drop everything at a drop of a hat, and they're there whatever you need. The people that I don't respect, and it's not that I don't care about them or don't love them, but I don't respect how they, how they work, you know, it's because really it's because they're selfish. You know, there is no servant heart, you know. Everything's about them. Even when they do something, it's to get something back, and so I I I look in, into the situation of you know what do we want out of, out of our own character out of our own heart, and and some things get really real for me. And I don't know about you, Sean. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little real All here. Right, let's do it. So, and, and maybe you guys are the same way. You know, we've had so much going on in the world today, from the COVID crisis. Uh, and then we went right into the protest and, 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 and everything that went along with that. And if you watch the news at all, it's really hard not to watch the news and just get like, you know, mad yeah. on, and, and this doesn't even, this isn't even left or right. Cause it happens on both sides. And so like, for me, like when I, when I saw that guy, you know, that cop with his knee on that guy's back, literally killing him right then I thought to myself, what would I do when I was there? Would I be standing there or would I come up and just kick the guy in the face? You know, that, cause that's my gut reaction. Or like there was a, a protest that turned violent and they pulled a guy out that had cerebral palsy out of his car. I mean, he was just caught in the midst of this of this of this protest that got violent. And they pulled this guy dis- disabled guy out and they were beating him. And I was like, all right, here comes the people's elbow, right? It, but when I step back as a Christian, as a leader, and I know that, you know, when Jesus came and and he came from from on high from 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 God, you know. Did he have that ability to come in and, and, and start cleaning the house? Absolutely, right? But what did he do? What was Jesus' heart, you know? Yeah. And Paul talks about that all the time. You know, Jesus' heart was, he 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 could have come in and clean clocks, but he didn't. And if Jesus' idea is how to fix the world, how to bring grace and restoration in, into our broken and fallen world is by serving, you know, maybe that's where we need to start. You know, and you break that cycle of violence, you break that cycle of hate. By How, how can you hate somebody that you serve?
0: Yeah, there's a total difference between like having an opinion and like leading other people. Absolutely, and it's it's a total different mentality. And when Jesus, um, he gives a picture of this about mm-hmm. his own life, and the Bible even tells us in Philippians 2, mm-hmm. um, that we're supposed to put others' interest above our own interest. And it goes on. It talks about Jesus, and this is really powerful. It says, "In relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus." says, who being the very nature of God, this is crazy, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Man, how different would the people be of God in the world if it wasn't about me, myself, and I, but it was about somebody else? He says, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. You know, we serve because Jesus served. And I believe you're never more like Jesus than when you serve, because that's who Jesus was. Absolutely. He emptied himself, became a servant, it says being in human likeness, mm-hmm. Uh, found appearance as a man, humble himself, becoming obedient to death, even the death of the cross. And therefore God exalted him. I love that when you get low, that God promotes you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you serve others and God lifts you up, God puts you in the place he wants to. And he promoted Jesus to the highest place. He gave him a name that is above all names. Every, at the name of Jesus, every name, knee shall bow, heaven, earth, under earth, every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ, the Lord, to the glory of God, the Father, and this is what the church says. Amen, right? Amen. Because <laughs> Jesus laid down his life for us and, um, and was a servant to all. Yeah. And so that's why we do it for other people because it, it's not comfortable. Don't, I mean, it's, we it's serve. Hard. It's not natural. Yeah. Yeah. We always have a saying that says uh, when, when you when you pray for God to use <laughs> you, make your bridge. Don't cry when people walk on your back. Exactly. Because it's exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be people that are going to take advantage of you serving, but you know what? There's a lot of people who won't. 100%. And we're called to lay down our lives for people. Here's what, here's what I, it's crazy to me. Like, So when you read through the Gospels, you read through, read through the
4: scriptures you know, we, I tend to have this idea maybe, I don't know if you have this idea, like, all right, if I was one of the 12 disciples or 12 apostles or 12 disciples, man, you, I, I, would, you, would you be Judas? Oh man? yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I take John. I I'll take, take John. John. Yeah. Yeah. You could be Peter. <laughs> <on my> shoulder. <laughs> but you I tend to think that, man, how could these guys be so stupid? And you talk about Jesus came and his whole role was to be a yeah. servant and like two of his most important guys, James and John. Number one, they screwed up. They sent their mom in, right, (laughs) to to ask for a position of authority on the left and right hand of Jesus when the king came. Yeah. And it didn't work out very well, did it?
0: No. (laughs) They missed missed the point. Yeah. Absolutely missed the point. Yeah. James and John, it's an incredible story, but uh, it's found in Matthew 10, but they... um, yeah, they came in and said, Jesus literally tells them about how he's going to die on the cross. Like, literally tells them, like, reminds them, hey, I'm going to be taken in custody. They're going to kill me on the cross, but I'm going to raise again for the dead on the third day. And the first thing that James and John said is like, hey, when you come back from the dead, can I sit in your left and right hands? I mean, like, come on. And then it was game on, then they all started fighting about it. Dude, well, then, well, then the other disciples were like rate. They're so mad. Like, are you freaking serious right now? Like, are you really telling me that's the first thing you want to do? And so, um, yeah, Jesus, he he makes this great. Um, he says this amazing line. And he tells him. He said, "Hey, if you want to be the greatest in this world, then you're going to be a, a leader of authority. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be great in the next world, then you better be a servant to all people." And he actually goes on to say, "The greatest leader is the greatest servant." And he actually tells you to be a slave to all people. And Jesus says about himself, he says, "I didn't come to be served; I came to serve and be a ransom for many." Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about the antithesis. Of what we do, and in, I'm telling you, in this COVID season, it, it, it's really easy to get comfortable and try to protect yourself. But I'm telling you, when we launched or we started this COVID season, we made it like in our mindset as leaders, we said, "Hey, look, we're going to do everything to keep everybody safe, and we're going to follow the rules. But you know what? If we're going to serve people, we're going to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was what it was. Like it's like we're going to we're going to go out and make a difference. so we're feeding people, we're feeding souls. We're delivering boxes. We're caring for people. We're gonna we're gonna take the risk to do that. And that's what I believe God's called us to do as, as being servants in a season, you know, and and this season has really amplified what we're called to do. We've always been
4: called to do, but it's really honed in and shine You know, it's been shining a light on just the needs of the world in general. And so you go through the COVID crisis, everybody's routine has been thrown off. And so I know, I know pastor Sean, you, you, you've talked to so many people. I've talked to so many people that when that routine gets thrown off, you have anxiety, you have fear, you get depression, you broken relationships. There's more, there's yeah. more, there's more marriages right now that I know personally that are having struggles than I've known in a long time. Yeah. I talked to uh, somebody on our dream team that works with a a, psycho- a psychologist and the suicide rate is just, it's off the chart. And so I'm not discounting the numbers that we see of people that have gotten sick and people that have died, but the impact has been so much greater than that. And the impact, it gives us an opportunity to be servants and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, there's over
0: time that we need to be the church yeah. and care for people and bring hope and you know not just have a message of negativity, but a message of hope. Like, hey, we're here to serve. Make difference. Our mission is more clear today than ever. We're off script. We're not off mission. Mm-hmm. And so they talked a little bit about what it is to be a servant in this season. What does success look like? Because I'm telling you, like you said earlier, uh, the the, the idea of like, I'm a servant, it's like sexy, glorified, amazing is not what it looks like in this season. But what is success of being a servant? What's that look like for a marriage that's struggling, a person that's uh, depressed, somebody that's struggling to to go to work, with school being out for KCMO, all this. What's success look like for somebody who's serving other people?
4: Yeah, I, I think success... Can, can look different ways for different people and in different contexts, you know, depending on whether it's at work, you know, I think if, if you, if, if you're there for somebody, you know, that is struggling and maybe you're in a good spot, maybe your job's safe right now and you have a neighbor, you have a family member, maybe you have a friend or maybe just acquaintance, you know, and they, they were a serve maybe they were a server restaurant and the, that thing's taken a knock and it's not coming back anytime soon. You know, the very fact that you're willing to acknowledge where somebody's at in a bad spot, it makes all the difference in the world, you know, and just even if they don't need help, you know, maybe they do and that's a great opportunity, but maybe for them just to hear that somebody that they know cares about them and is willing to step out of their comfort zone and say, Hey, what can I do? That may, that might make the difference in the world
0: right there, you know? Yeah, I think it's relationships like you're saying. Yeah. Like that's the way it always works, right? Yeah, like yeah, get low, right? Like yeah. make that phone call that you need to be making and, and care for somebody in this season because uh, it's not every man for himself, you know, we're the church. We're here yep. to serve people and I, like, like your spouse, you know, Oh yeah, um, work on that relationship. You know, I know it's like more tension than ever in the homes. I mean, we've passed out our number to the counselor on the retainer mm-hmm. more times than I've ever passed it out in this last month and a half. And it's just like, Hey, we need to start thinking others first and not just me, myself and I, well, when I think of the word servant, I think of the word humility.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's what it, it changes your perspective because, you know, I've been married for, I think 22 years now. Ah!
0: I might be in trouble. I might be in trouble. He's in trouble. Uh, Game she, over. My wife's not here, here to kill me though. Hey, so well, I'm good. he's good, till Sunday. I'm good until Sunday. Uh, i good until... be praying. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, let's all stop and pray for Barry right now. <laughs> uh, that's
4: funny. But I, I, I've been married an extended period of time. And, and, and how, how long have you been married now? Hey, don't we throw it in. 13. 13, 13, 13 years. So, Lucky 13. Hey, are things always in the mountaintops? Of course, no.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I've talked to Diane. Actually, <laughs> she, she, she preached about it, I think. She, that's why she didn't preach very often. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> she <laughs> tells the truth.
4: So, no. <laughs> so you have these ups and downs. And I've noticed in my life, whenever things aren't going well or they could be a little smoother, a lot of times it's because I'm focused on myself. Yeah. Whereas I've heard story after story, you know, and I've counseled people, you've counseled people. And the times that when I think marriages are going to break apart and, and they don't, it's because they've got rid of the idea that it's all about themselves and they're willing to sacrifice something because they're
0: sacrificing something to, for something greater. Yeah. You know, they want to save that relationship. What's that concept of, like, I'm, I'm I'm for your interest, not for my own. Oh, yeah. How can I help you? And that's what leads a conversation of grace yeah. and makes the difference, as opposed to, like, well, I'm right. Oh, 100%. Well, you can be right and be wrong. It's more about, that. like you said, the humble servant attitude, um, which it was a great verse. Um, I'll share with you guys. It's First Peter 5. Um, it says, All of you clothe yourself with humility towards one another. It's just top of this idea of humbleness, like mm-hmm. getting low, self-emptying, just as Jesus did. For God as opposed to opposed to the proud, but it gives grace to the humble. And I love this verse. It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And you love this. And he may exalt you at the proper time. Mm-hmm. So as like you go lower and you become a servant leader and a servant to other people, then God will promote you in the right season. And, uh, and so it's not about trying to push yourself somewhere, or be somebody. Um, it's just doing the right thing. And then God, God is the one who gives you the promotion and God's the one who elevates you and brings your circle in. I think that happens all the time. And I think of,
4: you know, I've been at a lot of churches and I think you, you do a great job of of casting vision on why we serve. It's not a a thing of guilt or guilt of shame. It's, or a thing of shame. It's, it's an opportunity. And I've been at churches where that wasn't the case. And like, if you weren't doing something every Sunday or every Wednesday, you know, you were, you were uh, robbing God or you were, you know, you know, you were just an outcast or whatever. So I remember. I remember what, what's, what's, the, what's the lowest position you start off in ministry somewhere? Uh, Sweeping the floor. Sweeping the floor. That's pretty. Uh, that's that
0: might be lower than this one. But <laughs>
4: clean toilets. Cleaner toilets. When was I was it? an
0: intern at my first church. That's what we <laughs> that's did, what as did interns because that's what you train people to do. <laughs> exactly. I went above it. Yeah. We actually I still clean uh, toilets, but it, it's oh, there's nothing wrong with
4: it. Yeah. But where like where we started our church, you started on the bus ministry. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, I wasn't a bus captain or I wasn't a bus driver. I was I was seventeen and you know, I was eighteen years old, and I started riding the buses. And we would go around and we'd pick up all these kids. And uh, I learned a lot of leadership and a lot of servant leadership from a guy named uh, Richard Smith. And uh, I had I had people around me like, why are you wasting your time? You know, you could be home. We could after you get once you go home from church, we can play some football game, something like that. I'm like, well, I'll be home about two o'clock. You know, because you don't go, you don't get home same time as everybody else, right? No, yeah. And I got to thinking about myself. It's like, man, I could be, I could be doing, I could be doing more with my life right now. These kids were crazy, right? Bus kids are nuts. And I got, I got to a spot where I wasn't focusing on them. I was focused on me. I was just a babysitter, right? That's how I looked at it. That was what my ministry was. I was just trying to keep the kids off the driver. Well, after spending some time with some of these, people. so you're the spiritual bouncer. I was the spiritual bouncer. <laughs> not, not back then; I was only about fifty. <laughs> but here's the thing: I was in it for the wrong reasons. But it didn't take very long for me to to be mentored by by the guy running the bus and just for God to open my eyes. I had I end up I ended up getting close with like uh, all these kids out of this uh, barber complex called Cloverleaf in, in Grandview, and majority of these kids they didn't have dads. And here I was, 18 years old, and they were all over me and they were being crazy and, and being bad, but they were just looking for attention. And by the time I spent six months on, you know, some of these kids would be sitting on my on my knees, you know, crying, you know, and talking, you know, getting, you know, when you serve, it's not always pretty. These kids hadn't, some of them hadn't had baths for for a, a month and you'd come, you'd get off there and yeah. you'd just be, you know, all covered in, in all kinds of, of filth, but it broke your heart and you're like, Hey, there is something bigger than me. And it made you appreciative not only what you have, but that you can help make a difference. And maybe you can be something for, for this kid that's looking for something. And maybe, you know, that's the, only, that's the only God, you know, only aspect of what they can receive from God was just by riding a bus and spending some time with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that story because it's just a willing spirit. You even go on the wrong heart, and it's funny how God can align your heart. Absolutely. Uh, because you don't know the difference you make when you serve, it's it's really underrated because you don't you don't see it. It's mm-hmm. not microwave Christianity. It's not like an insta-kill, you know? But I know I, mean, I we know,
4: know were it, known how had I not stepped into it, period. Yeah.
0: yeah, we'll always say the longer in the vineyard, the sweeter the fruit. Mm-hmm. Like the longer you serve, the longer you make a difference, the longer you mm-hmm. give it yourself, the more you give yourself the sweeter the fruit. I mean, yeah. you see the return, but you have to stay in the game long enough to see it. You have to like lay yourself down long to be a part of that. I've served in bus ministries and uh, it's an incredible opportunity. And, and I think anything you do for God, you know, is opportunity. But oh, yeah. you don't step in and say, hey, I want to be on the spotlight. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll come in if I get to be on stage, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Use your microphone. Looks like a broom, you know. Um, you just got the right heart, you know. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny is when you, when you serve and you're faithful with that one thing, God promotes you. And God moves you. And it, it's pretty easy to see who's really committed because you just watch long enough and who's the person still at it? Mm-hmm. Who's the person bringing back ideas Who's the person? And uh, it's just, we promote those people. And so maybe just talk for a minute, like somebody who's maybe nervous about serving at church, uh, especially in the COVID season, somebody who's maybe never been on the dream team, never maybe had bad experience growing up at church or whatever, uh, but is like, man, I'm not sure if I should or not. I mean, what encouragement would you give to somebody uh, that's just watching this and is like, I'm not sure if I should step in and and be be serving at a church? What would you say? I I have a lot of ideas. We don't have a lot of time, but my first one would be is
4: this: it's like, hey, if you're scared of like being in person, you know. We have opportunities that we can have you serve other places. There's an opportunity for you no matter whether you're coming to an in-person gathering, whether you're still That's watching great. online. You know, you can serve anywhere. Even if it's, maybe it's even another church. Maybe you, maybe we have people that are following along online that aren't even in our area. I would just encourage you just to jump out of your comfort zone and find somebody that can help guide you, give you that next step, you know, and, and encourage you just to, to see what God has for you. Because here's what I would say is, is, again, back to the first point, a lot of us, we don't know that we're called because we don't think we have a purpose. But I guarantee you that God has gifted every single person that is listening to this today, every person that's ever lived. They have some, He has something for them. So the first step is just
0: get in the game, man. Yeah, That's what you gotta do. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, there's something for everybody. And it, you know, wherever you're at home, we, there's so much digitally happening. Our churches turn turned the corner digitally. Yeah. We are doing it, but it's just so much bigger. And so regardless, but yeah, you're gifted by God to play a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. And uh, one of the quotes that sticks out is, uh, Louis Giglio said this and he said, open-handed people play star roles in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what that means is if, if you want to be used by God, you just simply have to open your hands. Uh, You don't have to be the most talented or the most amazing or whatever. I have all these amazing gifts. You you, you do, you just don't know yet. But if you just open your hand and say, God, use my life, then God will, will use your life, you know? Absolutely. And uh, this idea that you'll be a star role. Like, mm-hmm. you, there's no this star role in the kingdom that has closed vests. No. Like, God is not promoting people that are selfish. He's mm-hmm. promoting the selfless, and that's what it's all about. So um, I gonna encourage you guys to jump on uh, the team or, uh, you know, just be considering what God could do with your life. And He's called you not just to church, He's called you to how you live and your reputation around the city and, and your family, so. Yeah, I, the, the biggest people that have been in my life you know, as
4: far as being encouragement and being spiritual fathers, I would say this, that after you hear their testimony, hear their stories, they were at the same spot as well at one time. And you would never know about a Louis Giglio, how do you not make that step? You know, yeah. you, you would never know about a Greg Rochelle, you know, and he, that's part of his testimony. He's like, Hey, they were, not only did he want to take the step. He had people telling him you can't do it. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you. Not only we're not good. telling you that you can't, we telling you, you can. So yeah. there would be people that listen to today. I predict that will may have a massive impact on the kingdom in 10 20 30 years from now yeah it's awesome
0: so Barry thanks for being interviewed uh, the man the myth legend over here uh, any final words no I, I I love everybody at real life this has been it's been a
4: crazy season is all I can say uh, I know we'll have more we'll have more hurdles and more uh, opportunities to keep serving and so praying for you guys love you guys just keep your heads
0: up and uh, let's get after this yeah. I want to encourage you guys. One final question for you, um, man, what would your life be like if we take our eyes off ourselves and onto the hurting world around us? Man, you became a servant in this moment, man, open-handed making a difference. Man, I want to pray for you guys today. Father, come before you. God, I pray that our church be the most open-handed church in the world. God, I pray that we'd be the biggest servants, God, not just at church, but in our lives. God, we'd humble ourselves not being our own self-interest, but the interest of others. Hey, I want to talk to somebody today that say, you know what, God's really called me to have a servant's heart. I've kind of missed that in this season. It's kind of about myself. It's about comfort. It's about ease. I know it's it's difficult to want to jump back into everything, but you know what, I know God's called me to be a servant. I don't know what that means for you. Maybe it means a better husband, a better spouse. Maybe it's be serving serving uh, your kids. Maybe it's serving better as, as, a, as a boss. Maybe it's being serving... Uh, your family better, maybe serving even at the church. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe saying, no, God, just speak me today to be more open-handed. Man, I want to pray for you for a servant's heart. God, thank you so much for moving in our lives today, just reminding us uh, that it's it's all about you, that you must increase, that you you get the glory, God. It's not about us. And then we're going to get out of the way and just let you work, God. We're just going to open our hands, and you're faithful to grow it, God. We we plant and we water, but God, we don't grow. You do all the work, and so we're not going to look out and measure our success on how many people are here, or how many followers I have, or how many likes I get, or what other people think about it. No, we're looking at you, Jesus. And so, God, we're going to be faithful. We're going to be servants in this season, God. We're going to be the greatest servants we can be. We're going to get low as possible. We're going to be humble. We're not going to think about ourselves, God. We're going to give you the glory and do it for you. Hey, I want to pray for one more group of people today that says, you know, I to meet the greatest servant of all, Jesus. Uh, We've said a verse earlier about how Jesus... Uh, did not come to be served he didn't come to just to be served by people he came to serve us and he served you by making his life laying out his life for ransom for you what that means is this that jesus was perfect he came to this world for you and he paid for all of your sin past present and future Two thousand years ago the debt has already been paid the ransom for your life was in the name of jesus he died for you and exchanged all of your wrongs for all of his rights And the Bible says today that whoever calls the name of Jesus will be saved. And today you can meet the greatest servant of all who served you. You didn't know him, but he loved you before you even loved him. And today you can have a new relationship with him. You can have new life. You can have new forgiveness. And so if that's you and you want to have that, man, I want to pray for you. Just pray this after me. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. God, I know he is the greatest servant. He died for me. He paid for my sin debt. He loved me. I've never experienced such a great love. So God, I want to put my life, give my life to you. I want to serve you. You can have my life and I'll follow you. And praise in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's get off up for those who accepted Jesus today. If you made that decision, click the link, click on the screen. Man, love you guys. Man, God bless.
2: Wow, I am so inspired to make a difference serving. I hope you are too after that message. You know, and I wanna encourage you, if you just prayed that prayer to accept Jesus, today is the first day on an incredible journey with Him, and I wanna give you some next steps. I want you to take out your phone and text RLNEXT to 97000, it's gonna connect you with some resources on our website, like a Bible app and some devotional materials, and you are not gonna wanna miss out on taking these steps in your relationship with Jesus. And, A whole week went by and I had even more anticipation built up for Heart and Soul Night. I was so pumped last week. I am 10 times more pumped this week to see you tonight in person as we talk about relaunching our in-person gatherings. We are going to get everyone together for the first time in months. We are going to have some inspiring worship, some vision casting, and you are not going to want to miss it. We are having one more scoop come out with some ice cream. And so go ahead and sign up if you haven't yet or just show up tonight can't wait to see you and your family at Heart and Soul Night tonight at Hawkridge Park at 630. Don't miss it.
0: Yeah, I know so many people have been anticipating getting together. I know uh, for some people, you might be a little discouraged, you missing everybody in the church. And uh, it's just different when you're around the people of God right. and the live worship, and we're gonna do a night of prayer. So I'm really, really excited. And we have a special announcement. There's a couple that's gonna be there that we're gonna introduce to you um, as they're sitting church. And so we're excited to see you guys tonight at 6.30. I mean, your guys' generosity is making a huge difference. Uh, we get so much feedback from our community, especially from the Belton School District right now. Uh, for doing their pirate, closet. And so I'm just telling you guys you're making a difference in the season. Even for us to continue to go online live, even being back in person, uh, it takes a lot of resources to do that. And so when you guys give, it makes a difference uh, for online missions, for reaching people on our digital campus. So thank you guys for generosity. There's three ways to give in this season. You can give online at reallifechurchkc.com. You can text email to 84321, or you could do the little snail mail and send it that way. You can find the address on the website. I want to encourage you guys, man, stand your feet one more time. We're going to worship Jesus and just give him our best today.
3: All that the Spirit of the Lord is
4: here. Hope you guys had as much fun as I did today. I just want to thank Pastor Sean for giving me an opportunity just to, to hang out with him and just talk to you guys for a little bit about having a servant's heart. Hope you guys were encouraged by that message. But if you find yourself in a spot where you just need a little more hope, I would encourage you to text RLHOPE to 97000, and we would love to encourage you today and give you some hope in Jesus' name. Hey, do not turn the channel. In a few short short minutes, we're gonna have another Real Life Kids Church. It's gonna be a great time. This is for everybody, but especially for those of you that have kids. Don't turn the channel. There's gonna be a message. There's gonna be some activities, some songs. The kids absolutely love it. That's in a few short moments. We can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to hang out with you guys tonight at Heart and Soul. And again, as always, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose.